Welcome to the Making It Pod Course, a 30-day course for makers in business here on the Create and Thrive Podcast. I'm your teacher, Jess Van Den, and during the course, I'll be bringing you daily lessons on mindset, money, marketing, and business management to help you make it in the handmade business world. Every lesson is absolutely free here on the podcast, so make sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss a thing. If you want regular updates and reminders via email, head on over to makingitpodcourse.com to register, and you'll also get weekly lesson summaries. If you're enjoying the course, please do share it with your Handmade Biz community in Facebook groups you're part of, at markets, and share it on your Instagram feed or stories. Please tag me at Create and Thrive so I can come on over and say hello. And the hashtag for the course is hashtag making it podcourse. If you want to take your learning to the next level, you can join me for the daily course conversation with hundreds of other makers in my private membership community for makers, the Thriver Circle. Head on over to thrivercircle.com to find out more about that. So you ready? Let's do this. Week one, lesson six, the pull of procrastination. Hey, makers, Jess here. So today we're talking about procrastination. I have been known to procrastinate, (laughs) perhaps on a daily basis, (laughs) not as much as I used to. And uh, it's something that I think most of us come up against at one time or another. Aisling Walsh of Tear Jewelry says, I struggle a lot with follow through. I start all these wonderful courses or projects and get really excited about them. And then I get distracted and I forget all about finishing, like completing my business plan. I know I need to do it and I've started many times. I even enjoy it and then I just stop. I also do up these great plans, stick them to my wall and never look at them again. (laughs) I'm improving a bit, but my goodness, it's a struggle. It can be a real struggle to overcome procrastination. Now, by now, I'm hoping you've listened to all the lessons this week where we've covered a whole bunch of different mindset issues that, of course, all come together in the end, don't they? But you'll have a much clearer idea by now of some of the mindset issues that are holding you back. And procrastination usually stems from these issues. And it's mostly from a lack of self-confidence or the idea that we have to love or like a task in order to do it. In other words, it's boring, so we avoid it. It's a war between your present self and your future self. So if it comes from a lack of self-confidence, it is usually a way of avoiding failure. So we see a task, it seems insurmountable or more than we can handle or we feel like we're not ready for it so we procrastinate by avoiding that task because we don't think we can actually do it right the other one is we avoid tasks that we don't like we avoid tasks that we find distasteful or boring or stressful or hard so it's a in that case like i said it's you know the present self wanting to feel good versus the future self that needs to get this thing done (laughs) you know you're gonna have to do it eventually 
but it's really hard to force yourself to do these things that you don't feel like doing in the moment because there's something else you could be doing that's much more enjoyable right or even something that's not as enjoyable but is more urgent you know that's where cleaning the house or for me usually I procrastinate by getting on social media or you know doing something fun like an Instagram post instead of I don't know answering a lengthy in-depth email about bookkeeping or taxes (laughs) those are the things that we avoid because they're boring and that's not really serving us is it because past Jess didn't do it current Jess is avoiding it guess what that means? It means that future Jess is going to have to do it at one stage or another. And by the time she gets around to it, it might be a little bit more stressful because she doesn't have enough time. Now, I was always that nerdy kid who got everything done at school really early. You know, when I got an assignment, I literally started it that day and made sure I had it finished, usually with a couple of days to spare. So I had time to revise it and make sure it was as good as possible because I really wanted to get top grades. A lot of people the opposite (laughs) and put it off and put it off until the night before and rushed it and put it together which one were you so that is a form of procrastination in short it's a practice of carrying out less urgent tasks in preference to more urgent ones or doing more pleasurable things in place of less pleasurable ones and therefore putting off impending tasks till a later time now if procrastination results in stress a lack of productivity, guilt, or real-world consequences, it really needs to be mastered and overcome because it's not doing you any favors and it's actually causing you harm. So let's talk about a couple of strategies that you can use to potentially overcome procrastination. There's lots, but I've got a couple for you today. One is called temptation bundling. I love this. Uh, It's a concept that came out of behavioral economics research by Katie Milkman at the University of Pennsylvania. The strategy suggests that you bundle a behavior that is good for you in the long run with a behavior that feels good in the short run. (laughs) In other words, something that you might not really want to do or like doing with something that you do like to do. What's an example? Well, Only listening to your favorite podcast when you work out or watching your favorite Netflix show when you're on the exercise equipment of choice, your treadmill or whatever. Uh, The podcast is a good thing, you know, for going out walking or something, although I love walking, so that doesn't work for me. I just do it because I want to, whatever it might be. Um, Maybe do your planning if you don't enjoy planning with a nice glass of wine on a Sunday night like I do. Or have a little chocolate reward when you've done your bookkeeping. Can you tell I like food? <laughs> I love, I, I, I really try not to reward myself with food because it's really not the healthiest thing to do. But in small quantities, I think it's okay, right? We all need those things. I'm a, I'm a hedonist deep down. So whatever it might be, rewarding yourself by bundling something that you enjoy that you perhaps wouldn't reward yourself with with something that is not so fun temptation bundling give it a shot what's something i i am sure you've already thought of something that you could do (laughs) that would work this way right um and the other strategy another strategy is to make the task smaller and more achievable by breaking it down so if you've got some big looming project or task that you never start or you keep putting off because it just seems too big and too overwhelming, 
the best thing to do is break it down. So breaking it down into steps and then breaking those steps down into actual individual tasks. And then instead of saying, I've got to finish this project by this date, saying, okay, well, the first step is this and I've got two days to do it and then doing that and then moving on to the next one. So it's hyper-focusing on each step of the process rather than looking at the big picture because the big picture freaks you out, right? So that's another strategy. And a third strategy you could use is making the task a habit. Now, this is super helpful if it's something like exercise or meditation or your bookkeeping or you know, responding to emails, making it a habit, uh, putting it in place, putting it in your life in a place where it works, and then making it a habit to come back to you on a regular basis, scheduling it in basically, and keep practicing and practicing and practicing until it's no longer something you have to force yourself to do. It's just something that's a natural part of your workflow or your life flow. And that is incredibly powerful because we are very habitual creatures. The majority of our days are run on habit, unconscious action, things that we've done over and over again, you know, brushing your teeth. You always brush them the same way, don't you? If you're not thinking about it, driving to work, if you have a job or, you know, taking the kids to school or driving to the grocery store or walking somewhere, you generally will go the same way because you're following a habitual path. And habits are incredibly powerful because by turning something into a habit, you don't have to continually, you know, use your willpower and your conscious mind to make it happen. Instead, you encode it in your subconscious and it just becomes something you do without really thinking about it. Uh, exercise for me is this. It took me years <laughs> of consistent practice to until I reach the point of exercise being a habit for me it's something that I just do I don't I don't even think about it uh, it's not like I'm like well should I exercise or should I not no I'm, I'm gonna do it uh, and that also for me came down to figuring out the ways that worked for me you know I had to find exercise that one I enjoyed and two worked with my lifestyle and once I did that and I cracked that that made all the difference so you know that might be a part of what you need to do as well. So action step for today, identify one task you consistently procrastinate on and figure out a strategy that you can experiment with to make it more likely to get done. So maybe you'll use one of the strategies I suggested, or maybe you'll do a little bit more research on procrastination. Google is your friend and find another strategy that works for you. But whatever it might be, just pick one thing that you consistently procrastinate about and try to work out which strategy would work for you for that task so that you actually get it done. And again, remember, this is always an experiment. If you try one and it doesn't work, well, try it again. And then try it again. And if it still doesn't work, move on and try a different strategy. But eventually, you'll find the strategy that works for you. Even if it's the, well, you know, future Jess, thinking of actually what your future self is going to feel like. <laughs> In a week's time, what will future me feel like if I have or haven't done this task? That might be enough of a kick in the backside to get it done. If you want more on this topic, go and listen to episode 45 of the Create and Thrive podcast. Uh, it's called Reactive Versus Proactive Work. And I talk a lot about this 
contrast between reactive work and proactive work and how procrastination is involved in that. I also have a workshop in the Thriver Circle, uh, What to Do When Passion Wanes. Sometimes we procrastinate about stuff because we lose our spark or our passion for something that we once enjoyed and suddenly we don't enjoy it anymore and we don't know what to do and we find it really difficult to move forward. So that workshop is all about what to do when your passion for something wanes. Thanks for joining me for the Making It podcast. If you're enjoying the show, I would love it if you would consider sharing it with your community on Facebook and Instagram. Remember to tag me at Create and Thrive so I can come over and say hello. And if you want to take your learning to the next level and join me and hundreds of other amazing makers for the daily course conversation, come on over and become a member of the Thriver Circle, my private membership community for makers full of educational resources, workshops, courses, members-only podcasts, and regular live teaching events with me. I'm Jess Van Den, and I'll be back again tomorrow with your next lesson. Keep thriving, and goodbye for now.